friends welcome back to better things um yeah so i have decided that i want to kind of spend more time in my bible but also like on my podcast um that didn't make sense i want to kind of go through more scripture on my podcast and i've done it before for sure um but i feel like you can never really do it enough and honestly i have been going through a lot of change in my life where i've been realizing that like god's word like reading the bible is really the only way for me to understand and discern um what god is speaking to me but then also like it's really the um a very powerful tool in my relationship with him because this is where i get to know the character of god the character of my savior and really just kind of understand him even more i feel like personally i always have so many questions um god like did you say this did you do this you know whatever and it's like what better way it's like it's always good to have conversation with people because i truly believe that god uses people as one way to like as a vessel to like speak through right he does it in our own lives you know he may tell you to you know um do something for a person or show them something or whatever or he might just use your life that's the whole purpose of your life your life is to show your life is a representant a representation sorry of um christ's love for us um and and the um the salvation that we all needed that we could not um obtain ourselves um and the the reason for jesus and and it's where truth and grace meet but anyway i have been kind of um challenged in my relationship with christ to get to know him better and get to know him more and it's something that definitely i know he's challenging all of us to do um but i've just really felt this really strongly on my life um and so i was like you know what god i'm just gonna do this um and i have been just i've just seen like the power that god's word holds in my life i really never thought i was gonna be one of those people or one of those quote-unquote christians that like really was like super into their bible because i was just like oh like it's great that like you're into your bible but like you're just like not connected to life on earth but really honestly i can't even say that like i want to be that way anymore in the sense that like i'm in the midst of my like emotions and in the midst of my reality and i feel defeated and i feel um the harsh reality of like what the sin in my life has caused um what consequences it has caused rather i would rather be able to spend time with jesus continue to cultivate my relationship with him 
um, while also recognizing that like, you know, these are the consequences of the actions that I've done in the past, but Jesus helped me. And like, he's always willing and always looking to help. Um, so anyway, I have, yeah, the, the reason for this challenge is I heard God speak to me a couple of things and I just wasn't like, I was like, God, am I really hearing to hearing from you? Um, and hey, I think one of the, just a quick sidebar, I think one of the fears as a Christian or one of the like common questions I feel like is like, how do you know when God's speaking to you? Like, blah, 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 you know, um, and it's definitely a question that I've always had, I feel like. Um, and I've just been so frustrated because every time somebody talks about, like, I heard God tell me this, I heard God tell me this, God said this to me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that is so cool. Like that you heard God talk to you, but I haven't. And, um, I would really like to know how God, you know, speaks to me. And obviously, ultimately I do think that God speaks to us, um, through his word, number one through people number two and I also think he speaks to us through our circumstance um and so um those are like the biggest ways and you know you know who's to say that God's not going to speak to you another way I don't know um but I will say I know sometimes it differs from person to person it's like I heard God speak to me this and how do you know that God spoke to you and like some people will talk about like God speaks to me through like nature or God you know speaks to me through dreams or visions or um I really just have this really strong discernment about something um and for me I've definitely been praying for for a stronger discernment um in Christ and so I honestly believe that like that's probably one of the ways God speaks to me most um you know and like there's nothing like wrong with that but I think in order for me to know that it's actually God's voice I have to like stay in community with him um not just like in community with Christ but like in my bible I have to like read my bible for myself and not just on a sunday like I have to like actually go through the bible in my own personal time and commit myself and read through and you know what guys sometimes it's really really hard sometimes it's really hard to read my bible because I'm just like this is like this passage is long sometimes it can be really great I'm not going to lie Especially if you're like you're looking for something and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I love this verse or oh wow, like I really feel like I needed that that verse. Um, the truth of the matter is we need all of the verses of the Bible. They all lead up to Jesus, you know. They all lead up to our Savior. Um, but I understand that, totally understand that sometimes there's verses that we feel more inclined to like um want to read because it's just like wow I just needed this encouragement and that's what that's what Jesus does for us he he's always encouraging us and um I'm actually reading through Acts right now and um I noticed that God was like encouraging Paul on his journey and he encouraged him three times um vocally like God spoke to him vocally um and I've always wondered like what was Paul feeling in those in those moments um and the last time I think I'm on Acts 24 um and 
I would love to recount everything, but for, for some reason, you know, like, but anyway, Paul is, he's a Roman citizen and he's in Rome and he's speaking to the, the Jews, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Rome. Um, Ooh, thank you, Jesus, for reminding me of that because I totally forgot. Um, yeah, so he's speaking to them and um, he's telling them about Jesus. He told them their te- his his own personal testimony. Up until this time, Paul has been telling everybody he meets about Jesus. This is the truth, you know, um, and kind of like really contending for his faith. But here, when he gets back to Rome, he's telling people his testimony. And so... Anyway, the people, because he's like a Roman citizen, so he can relate to them. And um, the people are like listening. And then as soon as he tells them about like, yeah, God told me to tell this to the Gentiles too, like this truth, they get all upset, whatever. So they want to like kill him. Um, And so Paul is in a very vulnerable place because he's in a city that he has a lot of enemies at this at this moment. And um, anyway, some other things happen, but the Lord at one point tells Paul take courage and I thought that stood out that stood out to me so much because I was like take courage take courage God is always giving us something and um you know a lot of times we feel like oh well I have to give up I have to give up this I have to give up this I have to give up this um and we don't think about the sacrifice that Jesus gave up you know it's like Jesus gave up his life his whole life so that we could be saved and like who are we to think that like when we're when when jesus calls us to him that he wouldn't ask us to lay down things and ultimately lay down our lives as well um but yeah anyway he's always giving us he's always giving us something he he gave us himself and i always think to myself i'm like even if jesus never gave me anything else like in my whole entire life that i asked for the things that i desired would i be okay still following him because he gave up his life for me and that's a challenge um a challenging question to ask and to ponder and you know obviously i i believe that jesus gives us things he gives us gifts right um but and, and, you know, I'm I'm grateful that he continues to give us things because he, he really doesn't have to. But he does because he loves us so much. Um, but anyway, I was listening to this YouTube video. And as I was saying, like, I've, I've been having a lot of like, God, like, are you moments where I'm like, God, are you speaking to me? I, 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 I just want to make sure that, you know, this is what you're saying to me. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe in like years to come um I'll be able to reveal those things to like you know or talk about them on this podcast but for right now I really truly believe that this is like a thing that I have to go through in order to build my faith with Jesus I know that ultimately um whether he was speak whether he's speaking these things to me or not like ultimately as I continue to seek Jesus I'm going to find the truth because that's what Jesus is he's all truth and he's all grace and um he's not one apart from the other um but yeah so i've been kind of on this journey of like god like you know and it's obviously led me back to my bible it's led me back to community and i'm like i have to i have to to know who you are i have to know i have to do this because like if i don't do this then i'm not going to really know whether you're speaking to me or not Um, And I think a lot of times we fear that like, oh, maybe I'm just like putting my personal 
um, what's the word? Just my personal desires into like, you know, my own heart and, and ultimately whispering them back to myself. I think that's a, 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 a fear that a lot of us have. Um, but ultimately even giving that up to God, I think allows him to speak to me because he reminds me how much he loves me. And like, even if I'm wrong, it's like, he has a plan for me. And this is, you know, this journey that I'm going through is still part of my plan. Um, is still part of the plan that he has for me. So anyway, the YouTube video that I was watching today, it was like, um, talking about how, to hear God and they brought us to this passage John 10 um and honestly I had been studying John for a while but I kind of stopped because I was just like some of the things that Jesus says I'm just like I don't understand I need some clarity Lord um which is good I definitely think that like in months to come I'll, I'll definitely be able to like go back to John uh, I think it was just so frustrating for me because I was just like ugh. I don't want to have to, like, I don't want to read this, you know? I don't want to, I don't want to do this because I don't understand what you're saying. And if I don't understand what you're saying, then I'm not getting the full. But anyway, side note, it's really important to, like, read different, like, commentaries. Um, you could always read, like, Bible Hub or Blue Letter Bible. To be honest, um, I'm still kind of figuring those commentaries out. So when I figure when I figure it out, I'll let y'all know. But if you know how a commentary works already, then use a commentary when you read your Bible. I think it's really helpful. And then also, it's also really helpful. What I found for me is to read different um, versions. I've, you know, I don't really know all of the difference differences between all of the versions of um, different Bible translations, but I do know that there are some that are thought for thought. Um and um that's helpful and then then there are some who that are just like actually translating every single word um that is said so that can also be helpful too because it gives you it widens your scope of perspective when you're reading the bible and so i genuinely encourage you like get a bible that number one you can read like y'all know like Y'all know that you you over here struggling with that King James version. And even New King James. Sometimes I used to read that and be like, what are you saying? And so read, get a Bible that like you can actually understand. At least for the most part. I think there might be still some like questions sometimes when you're reading the Bible. And that's when it's good to like get the commentaries or pray about it for sure. Um, or even ask somebody that you trust. But ultimately, God's going to reveal that to you. Um, for me, I read ESV right now. I also have really heavily been into Amplified because when I don't understand something in ESV, Amplified gives more words and they do like a lot of par parentheses and brackets. And so it gives more words within like that. So that has been super helpful as well. Um, but yeah. So that was a long roundabout way to say open up your Bible because I'm about to read um, John 10. But anyway, um, I'm just going to read it and then I will give you guys my thoughts on what, you know, what I've I'm processing right now. All right. I am the good shepherd. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold, sorry, sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So a couple things to actually note about this passage. Um, I would be remiss to say I know exactly who Jesus is talking to in this moment because um, I haven't read through all of these scriptures. I believe he's talking to the Pharisees. Um and I don't want to, and maybe, I, maybe he's not, but I, I think he is. I think he's talking to the Pharisees. Let me see. Let me go back up. Yeah. Okay. So he is, he is talking to the Pharisees in chapter nine. He's talking to the Pharisees, um, about a blind man, but anyway, he continues his conversation into chapter 10. So cool context. We have some context here. Um, and if you don't know the, who the Pharisees are, the Pharisees are these really religious leaders and they are like they're jewish and um they are like of the highest level of like education they're very educated they're very like well-spoken they're very studied um and they are regarded highly in society um and they believe in god um, and they've been giving a, a Jesus a hard time because Jesus, this whole time, since he's been there, he says to them, I am pretty much, I am Lord. And they, you know, from the beginning have wanted to kill Jesus. They've wanted to, um, you know, they've wanted, they've tried to trick him and get him to say that, you know, he's something that he's not. And Jesus is like, y'all are just a hot mess pretty much but okay that's commentary from it anyway um so this passage um 
relates to Jesus talking to us. And Jesus is talking, as we can see from this passage, Jesus is talking to his people. Um, A shepherd is somebody who obviously, you know, keeps a flock of sheep um, and the sheep follow the shepherd you know they may be grazing in the grass and then when the she- the shepherd calls them in they follow the shepherd um because you know that's who feeds them that's who who gives them life pretty much that's who who they allow to control their lives um and they go willingly because they're always protected by the shepherd as well the shepherd keeps like other animals away wolves away from the sheep so that the sheep don't get killed um so yeah so and 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 from the first first part sheep are in community right we're in a flock so if we think about here on here life on earth like you're a christian but you're not alone right you're you're in a community of believers whether you're in an actual community like at your church or with your friends, whatever. But if you are a self-professing Christian that you believe that, you know, this is what God did for me. He died on the cross and he rose again and he um, took all of my sins so that I could be free. If you believe that, then you're in a community of believers already um, right off the bat. And we are the church. The church is is Jesus's um, flock of sheep, right? Um, another thing to note, um, and and we also know that because sheep is can be plural and singular, but we also know that Jesus is talking about a flock because he's even sa- he says it in verse uh, sixteen. He says, um, "And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock." Um, so already he says, "I have other sheep." So it's more than he's he's talking about more than one, right? So okay, cool. So now we know that we're in community with other believers as um, you know, followers of Christ. The next thing um that I kind of took from this passage was that Jesus directly speaks to us by name. Um so when we're listening for Jesus's voice, um we're in community already, but now he's also addressing us by name. So that tells me a couple things about Jesus. Number one, he knows my name. He knows Yvette. And if he knows my name, he knows me most likely inside out, inside and out, right? The next thing is um, that he knows me personally. It's not just like, oh, like I know of you. He knows me personally. He knows me and he is always desiring a personal relationship with me. And that is the reason my relationship with him is being cultivated. Um, the other thing is he's speaking to me by name. So he's, he's calling for me. He's looking for me. You know, that's the other thing. So if you're ever wondering if Jesus is speaking to you, there's your answer right there. Like, yes, he's. He's calling you by name. He's looking for you. He's speaking to you. Um, and in in verse three, it says, 
Um, to him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So right there, he calls his own sheep by name, right? That's, that's where we see that Jesus knows us by name. The next thing it says in verse three is, and leads them out. Sheep hear his voice. He calls the sheep by name and he leads them out. He leads them to where they're going to go. And if somebody's leading you, what do they want you to do? They want you to follow them, right? So if you've ever had somebody say, like, come on, take take me, like, I'll, I'll take you there, whatever. You have to follow them. In order to get to where this person is going or to know where this person wants to take you, you have to follow them. So Jesus is also asking us to follow him, right? Okay, so he's calling us by name. Hey, Yvette, come here. And... I have to follow him. He's leading me. He's taking me. He said, hey, come here. And so in order to like get to where he's going, I have to follow him. The next thing um, and I saw is like Jesus goes ahead of us. So um, that's really helpful to know because if it's God's voice, then it's also God ordained, which means that God has already made a way for you to get there, right? He's not going to like... He's not going to, like, lead you somewhere and then just be like, okay, well, like, have fun now. Um, And even in verse 4, it really speaks to this concept even more. So we see God, Jesus leading us out, right, Um, of the gate, right? And then, here we go, verse 4, when he has brought out all of his own, He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. So again, like God is not just like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's that way. It's that way. You know how when like you ask people for directions on the street and they're just like, yeah, you just make a left and then a right and then another left and then it should be on, you know, on your left or whatever. You kind of have to figure out the directions from there by yourself. Like somebody gave you the directions, but you still have to like, follow through yourself and you're still unsure whatever and it can still be kind of confusing well god jesus goes before us god goes before us in every situation and if he's talking to us then he's clearing a path when somebody goes before you they clear a path right they allow you to follow them in a way that like you know you can see what they're doing um so yeah so he goes ahead of us and we follow All right. So the next point that kind of came up when I was, you know, reading through this was that Jesus knows we will follow him because we know him. Um, And it says it right there in verse four, the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Um, But into verse five, it says a stranger they will not follow because uh, sorry, a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. So if you are. Um, a follower of Jesus, if you are part of the church, Jesus knows you by name and he wants you to follow him and he's going ahead of you. You're not, you're, you're not listening to other voices. And what are these other voices? Because, you know, maybe we could get all technical and be like, oh man, like someone actually hearing voices, but like, what are the distractions in your life that are keeping you from hearing who Jesus is, you know, or what Jesus is, not even just who Jesus is, but like what Jesus is speaking to you. 
Um, because a lot of times the things that crowd our lives take up so much space and time and energy and emotion that we don't have time to hear Jesus because we're doing other things or we're doing what we want to do. And that's really important. Um, yeah. And a question I asked myself when I was reading through was like, what voices distract me from God? Another fair question would be, what voices distance me, make me feel distanced? Because you're never really that far from God. He's always close. Um, but what voices make me feel distant from God? Um, ultimately, those voices will take from me and God gives to me. Um, so in when I was reading through this passage, um, I just recognized like how much God loves us and like how much he's willing to always lead us and always and and always um take care of us and and it's like why right why um in verse 9 it says i am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture and you know that's that pasture when you think about a pasture right for sheep that's where they graze that's where they eat you know that's where they relax and they I don't know what noises sheep make, but that's where they, you know, are just safe with um, their shepherd. They're protected and they're having literally they're living their best lives right in pasture and they're saved. Um, and so ultimately, God wants to give us a life that is safe, that is free from condemnation, that is solidified in him that is transformative and that is our quote-unquote pasture right um and so the voice of god will continue to give us those things right um it may challenge us but it will it will continue to give us life through him it will continue to give us love and security and patience and peace and self-control and all of these good things that we we get through through god um um, but I was also thinking about how, like, that thought of, like, what voices distract from me, ultimately, you know, like, those voices will take. And that's really true. Like, you know, like, um, I've talked a little bit about my sexual um, in, in, what is it? What was it? What was the word? Sexual impurity, I guess. Not impurity. Sexual... Um, sexual sin let's go with that that word um because yeah so my sexual sin has always distanced me from god and it's always made me feel lonely it's always made me feel bitter it's always made me feel misunderstood it's always made me feel like people are overlooking me it's always made me feel like i'm never going to live the life that i really desire um it's always it's always made me feel like Jesus doesn't love me. And that's not true. Like, um, my sexual sin was a lie ultimately about who I was. And it got into the very fiber of my being and it distracted me from hearing what God had to say about me. And so the more I started to read my Bible, the more I started to be in community, the more I started to recognize, like, that's not what God wants for me. Like, and I always knew that, but I didn't, 
know how to like, you know, I didn't know how to get out. And it was like God was leading me. All I had to do was immerse myself in him. Um, but yeah, um, going back to that scripture in, in Acts 24, 11, um, God tells Paul to take courage. And that's so interesting because like, like I said before, like God is giving us things and he's also equipping us to do those things as well, you know? Um, so I just wanted to encourage you guys, like if, like, I guess I want to leave you with this, like, what are the distractions in your life that you feel like are distancing you from God? And then I want to challenge you with what would it look like to surrender those things to God? And, um, when I say surrender, I specifically mean, what would it look like for you to have that conversation with God and be like open and honest and say, God, like, these are things that are really hard for me and maybe I've been doing them for a long time or, you know, maybe I just started, but I like it. And like, you know, at this moment, this is where my heart is. This is my desire. Being honest about that is is so powerful, guys, because we can obviously come to God and say like, God, you know, change my heart, change my ways, blah, blah, blah. But like even recognizing that like, what we're doing is something that we're doing because at that moment that's where we're at and that's where like our hearts are at even though we know it's wrong is so powerful and so open and honest and vulnerable with Jesus it still doesn't make it right at all but um he appreciates that honesty he he loves that because he took everything to the cross even the moments Yes, yes, the moments when we're like sinning outright and we know it's wrong, but even in the moments when like we're not honest with him, he took that to the cross, you know? So it's okay to be open and honest to God and say like, this is where I'm at. Help me. And I don't know how many times I've said that in my life. Help me, Jesus. And Jesus really will help you, whether it's like through a person or you know, through the Holy Spirit or whatever, he will give you the tools that you need, you know, and he's the great thing about Jesus is that he's so specific to each person. Like he gives you exactly what you need in each moment. And I think we have to really continue to remember that everything that we have in a moment is everything that God wants us to use. And he's obviously continuing to reveal more to us as we go along. But like, what are the things right now that God is calling you to do? And with those things, or like, what are the things that you know that God is calling you to? I think address that and also address the distractions. And once you address the distractions and move the distractions out of the way, it's easier to go step by step with Jesus and say, okay, this is what I know that you've spoken to me about my life. What do we do next? You know? It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing to, like, listen to Jesus. And, you know, it, it, it is. It is sometimes because we we genuinely make it. And also, also like, uh, no, I don't want to come off as, like, oh, yeah, following Jesus is easy because it's not. It's actually really hard. Um, but he gives us the grace and the, the power through him. Everything is through him. And um, we have to truly believe that, like, the God who saved our lives 
still loves us. It's not like he just saved our lives and was like, all right, well, now you owe me forever. No, he's like, I saved your life. I want to show you how I saved it. I saved your life. Let me help you see you the way I see you. Um, And that's super powerful. So I would just encourage you um, to kind of meditate on that. If you haven't read John chapter 10, read through it. You know, I definitely still have to do some more study on it. But um, I just found that very powerful and very helpful to me in this moment. I think my prayer right now is to continue to say, like, God, help me to... um, Help me to discern, help me to know, help me to stay in my word and to continue to grow in um, my relationship with you. And ultimately, God is going to start revealing things in your life left and right. Um, But yeah, guys, I just wanted to share that on this podcast with you guys. I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you know that you are loved. Bye, friends.